Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. Hello, everybody. This is the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. I'm Kenneth Copeland. That's Jesse Duplantis. <laughs> and we're going to have a good time today. Father, we yes, thank Lord. you. We thank worship you, you, sir. And we bless you in the yes. name of the Lord Jesus as you bless the yes, nations, Lord. bless the people. Yes, especially those of the household of faith. Yes, Lord And Jesus. we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, don't forget to download the notes. Praise God. Just go to kcm.org slash notes, and, and you have, you'll have all the notes of, of this entire broadcast, all the outlines laid out, all the scriptures, and and hey, you can go back and teach on them. You can, pastors, That's you right. can use them to, as a basis and then change them and work with them. That's right. I, I, they, these are yours and it would thrill us and honor us. Any way that you can use these to teach your family, to, to teach a Sunday school class, or, or just to absorb in your, in your mm -hmm. own life. It, that's, that's what it's for. Jesse, praise God, man. Thank you, sir. It's, we got a good one coming. Dive into this thing, bro. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Take us in here. Yes, sir. If you got your Bibles, I'd like you to go with us to the book of Amos. Now, if you don't know where that's at, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos. That page 1095. <laughs> Brother Copeland's In my Bible. Bible. <laughs> <laughs> but first, before I read the scripture, Amos chapter 6, Brother Copeland, I was flying home from a meeting, and I had come out of a glorious meeting. I had just finished, me and Cruffalo Dollar were preaching. Had a glorious meeting. So I was, for lack of a better way to say it, I was spiritually high. I said, people yeah. were saved, yeah. touched, and blessed. Got in the plane that God so graciously gave us, and we're flying home. As I was going home, the Lord, real quickly, he said, Jesse, do you like your plane? Now, you know, I thought that's an odd statement. He gave, I said, well, certainly, Lord. He said, do you really like it? And I thought, well, yes, Lord. He said, then he said this, so that's it? I didn't know how to handle that for me. I went, what? He said, you're going to let your faith stagnate? And when he said that, that shocked me. I went, whoa, wait. I literally unbuckled my seatbelt, my plane, I stood up. My pilots looked right and said, do you need something? I said, no, no, I'm talking to God right now. And he went back to flying. I said, Lord, I don't think I was letting my faith stagnate. He said, so this is all I could ever do. I said, you want, you, you're trying to tell me something. He said, go to the book of Amos. So if you had the book of Amos, I want to read may, the scripture. May I interrupt right you yes, there for a second? Mm -hmm. You couldn't have done that on an airliner. No, sir. No way. Stand up and say, what'd you say, Lord? No. Okay. No. Yeah. And the guy sitting over there saying, what the hell does he think he's doing? <laughs> you can't do you that. You can't do that. No, no. They, this, this is so important. And those of you that are, that are just now coming into these things, um, in, in the first place, Jesse and, 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 and I and, and others, Keith Moore and Creflo and all of us, they, the world is in such a shape. We can't get there without this. That's right. We've got to have this. We would have the mess that the airlines are in today. I would have to stop. I'm being very conservative. At least 75 to 80, more like 90% of what we're doing, because you can't get there and from here. It's impossible. So we, we ha and, and this was such a good illustration. I just, mm -hmm. the, the Lord impressed me. That's why we're on that airplane. We can talk to oh, God. Glory we to can, God. We, it's true. We, it, it's, when I was flying for Oral Roberts, the, uh, Brother DeWeese, my, my mm -hmm. boss on the airplane, he said, now, Kenneth, this is sanctuary. 
it protects the anointing on, on uh, uh, Brother, Brother Roberts. Roberts. And he said, you keep your mouth shut. Don't talk to him unless he talks. Because when he's on a meeting, he doesn't talk to anybody but God. Now, Oral used to fly airlines. Right. But it, even back mm -hmm. there then, man, mm -hmm. it, it got to the place where it was agitating his spirit, sure. people coming up to him. He right. had become famous and they wanted him to pray for him and right. all that. You, you can't. You, you can't manage that today. Right. The, this dope-filled world right. and get in an air, get in a long tube with a bunch of demons. Right. That's exactly the And it, it's deadly. And, and it works on your heart. It really does. So I, anyway, I, I wanted to make that clear so the devil can't lie to you and say, see there, them preachers spending yeah. all that money, just, just fat cats riding around. No, we're not. We're in business. To do. Listen, I could scratch my flying itch with my little single engine, open cockpit airplane. Right. I just come home, fly around in that, and scratch my flying itch. That doesn't have nothing to do with that. But right. we're, in, we're, in, we're in soul business here. Right. We, we got a dying world around us. Just, we got a dying nation around us. That's right. And we can't even get there on the And you, can, you can't. Let, let me give you an example before I read the scripture. It, some people say, why do you need an airplane? It started out about a couple of weeks ago. I, I was in Fort Worth. I preached for, on a, a Sunday, a Friday night and a Saturday. I was in Fort Worth preaching for Jerry Savelle. Sunday morning, I was in Boston, Massachusetts. Monday, I was in New Orleans. Tuesday, I was in Chicago. Wednesday, I was in Raleigh, North Carolina. Thursday, I was in New Orleans. Friday, I was in San Antonio, Texas. Saturday, I was in New Orleans. Sunday, I was in another city. I actually have a Delta captain that lives close to my house. I brought him that schedule. I said, can you fly this? He said, no, and I wouldn't. If <laughs> when do you sleep? We're about the farthest on the airplane. On the airplane. It's the only on. way I can grab it, see? Yeah. Now, when God is speaking this to me, he said, so this is all I could ever do. And I'm thinking... In, in myself, well, yeah, I, you know, this is a phenomenal aircraft you're giving us. He said, then when he said, you're going to let your faith stagnate. Now, that caught my attention. When God tells you your faith stagnating, yeah. you better start listening. Oh, yeah. So, and I thought, stagnating? You I'm, can't stay here. Yeah. You got to do this or you're going to do this. He said this, you're on cruise control. You're moving, but no longer by your power. Psh. See? That's what the DVD is about. That's what that yeah, DVD yeah, is about. Yeah, he I said, you're moving, but no it, longer by your I power. See it. You see, you're just doing this. Now, watch this scripture. Now, the, I got to stop on the first word. Amos chapter 6, verse 1. This is the King James Version. It says, whoa. Now, let me stop. <laughs> when the Lord says, whoa, when a horse hears the word, whoa, he backs off, right? Yeah. Now, he says this to Israel. And it applies to us today. Woe to them that are at ease in Zion and trust in, and trust in the mountains of Samaria. Let me give you the message translation. Woe to you who think you live on easy street in Zion, who think Mount Samaria is the good life. You assume you're at the top of the heap, voted number one best place to live. Well, wake up and look around. Get off your pedestal. What has happened, ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to deal with in these two weeks is nothing wrong with being blessed. And we're not talking about that. But what has happened is the church world, the Christian and the Christian has got on cruise control. You're moving, but no longer by your power. Now, God says our power must be regenerated every day to do something else. The church world today 
It's made up of, of a service. And I'm not being critical. I'm just being truthful. You got 45 minutes of worship. That's good. We like good worship. You got 15 minutes of, uh, you know, uh, you know, whatever the church is doing, all the announcements. And then you got 15 to 18 minutes worth of word. And that's it. And people are wondering why. Satan can beat their brains out and come at them at any given time. How the laws of our nation can be totally changed because nobody is accepting the word of God like they did with the forefathers did when they built the, church the United States. church ain't saying anything, Jesse. Ain't said nothing. The forefathers built the Constitution and everything that we know. If you go look at any document they did, was founded upon the word of God. Mm -hmm. And I think about that. But what has happened is we've got on cruise control. I call it the enemy of increase. Now, when people hear the word increase, they're just talking about financially. No, no, no. No, no. That's just, that's one facet of it. I'm talking about spiritual. There's so many people today, if something spiritual happened in the church, they'd run out. They'd be so scared because they hadn't seen it. They know nothing of the spirit of God in any way, shape or form. When you talk about praying in the Holy Ghost, they say the Holy what? What do you mean? You mean feeling? No, we ain't talking about no feeling there. We're talking about who you are. You are a spirit housed in a soul and clothed in a body. Now, God expects us to do something, Brother Cope. And that's why God's been dealing with you and, and Kenneth Cope mentions to go back to basics. Yeah. Because basics yeah. Yeah. Pr produce something. Yeah. Basics doesn't allow you to get on cruise control. You can have an automatic pilot. But let me just tell you something. After a while, the automatic pilot will fly that plane until there's no more fuel. See, when you're on cruise control, you not you don't have enough power to get fuel. So you're depleting everything that's in your life. You're depleting your faith. You just sit back doing nothing. And all of a sudden... We're talking about born again people here now. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm not talking yeah. about no sinner. No, I'm we're talking not about talking Christian. about the world yet. No. Now, when you see this, all of a sudden, when something comes, when something hits you, you go for reserve and there's no reserve. Because the plane, spiritually speaking, you're doing this. Or at first you start doing this. Like we said yesterday, you start doing this. But really, I like what you said. No, you're not doing this. You're doing this. You're starting to go down. Yeah. Which brings me to a point. See, your faith, living by faith is a difficult position to win. It's a difficult position to win because it's the fight of faith and a difficult position to hold. You see, if we're not growing daily, then we're backing up. I love the armor of God because it's only made for the front parts. There's nothing back there at all because you don't turn around and you don't back up. You advance. You can't advance on cruise control. You locked into a certain speed and that's it. You can get into an accident quicker on cruise control than you can when your foot's on the accelerator yeah, of a car. Right. You see, and what has happened to the church world, I see it happening today. They, they're all on cruise control. A lot of ministers say, well, you know, I mean, I've been having financial trouble lately. And I said, you know why? Why? Because you've been on cruise control. You depleted everything that God put in your storehouse. You haven't used any power. You haven't got back any power at all. And I said, and then when I say something, you say, oh, that's that crazy faith stuff. That's that crazy faith stuff what got you saved. That crazy faith stuff what got you healed. That crazy faith stuff is what built your church. That crazy faith stuff is what pays your, uh, your people that work at your church. It's not a crazy faith. What it is, is it's the thread of the fabric of God's clothes. I can hear Charles Capps saying that uh, almost 40 years ago. He said, faith is the thread of the fabric of God's clothes. So this shirt is made up of threads. But if it's put together by the same, by a seam that knows what to do, then it becomes a garment. It houses you. It brings you warmth. It keeps you. But you know what? You start picking at it then you start getting runs in it. Mm. You see what I'm saying? All of a sudden, then you get holes and then a rag. Threadbare. Threadbare. That's yeah. right. Wearing through 
Without any repair. Right. None whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden you're losing, see? And the Lord, that's what he told me. He said, your faith stagnating. Kenneth, on that plane, and I couldn't have done this on a commercial airline, I said, I lifted my hands, and I'm talking about as loud as I am right now, I said, God, forgive me. Thank you for showing me something. But I had to hear the word, whoa, because it caught my attention. He said, now, what are we going to do about that? Ah, I got, I remembered you. I, I took, got my Bible out of my briefcase. Well, I had my Bible in my hand. I said, I'm not going to give him a verse that I memorized. I'm going to put this before my eyes, like it says in Proverbs. And, and I said, Lord, this is what we're going to do. He said, now, then the next thing, now, now, what are you believing for? See, God is going to ask you what you're believing for. See, some of you, the reason why you have been hindered in your healing, you just... Well, Jesus said, by his stripes, you were healed. You, and that's true. And that's good. Not being critical of that. But you've got to do more than that. You've got to grab that, put that inside of you and say, wait a minute. This word is stronger than what I'm seeing and then what, I, uh, what I'm feeling. That doesn't mean we don't deny what we see or deny what we feel. But what we got to do is live on this. This is what keeps the gas tank full. Mm -hmm. Now, and God will move. You know how a service ebbs and flows. If you're flowing in the Holy Ghost, I've seen the God move on you. The gift of prophecy begins to flow. Then all of a sudden you'll go to the word of knowledge. And yet what's happening is he's in control. But if he just stood there because you're known as a prophet of God, right? So uh, most people would say, well, if he's a prophet, but the only thing he should have in the gifts of spirits, the gift of prophecy. No, no. What God God is doing because you're not on cruise control. God can move that, that needle over to the word of knowledge, to the word of wisdom, to the gift of miracle, to the gift of faith. He can do all these things as you're flowing in those anointings, you see. And what's happening is I find it. And ladies and gentlemen, I can say this because I preach in churches all over the world. People are starving when there's a buffet of God's word so big, but yet they're not getting to it. They, they ought to be dieting their natural body, but they're dieting their spiritual mm -hmm, body. Mm -hmm. And what's happening is when Satan comes, they, they say, well, que sera, sera. Kathy preached a sermon the other day at our woman's conference. Called, it says, it is what it is. Que sera, que sera. Whatever will be, will be. She said, you, you know that song, Jesse? Yeah, she said, say it again. I said, que sera, sera. Whatever will be, she said, that's not true. It's not whatever will be, will be. You change everything you do in life with your faith. But if you don't understand the basics of this faith, if you don't understand how this starts, you can't change anything. And that's what's happening out there because I see it. Now, revivals are coming out. I I'm going to say something. And please don't judge this. Let, let us finish these two weeks. Then you can judge it. Why do we need a revival? Why are we doing this? Why do we need to be stirred up? A, a man asked me, he said, you so uh, full of joy or whatever. I said, sir, I live in a state of faith ecstasy. Since God told me, I will never, ever again, Brother Coleman, have God tell me your faith is stagnating. I'm not going to about that. ecstasy because uh, okay. there, there are people that think that we're just up here in this bubbly world all the time. No. Nothing ever bad happens. That, no. that's, that's foolishness. Because oh, totally. When you, when you begin to live by faith, you have to fight the good fight of faith. Yes, indeed. Oh, let me tell you, let me tell you something. People think I don't have any challenges. St. John chapter 14. Let's go to that. I want to show you something. This is such a simple. St. John chapter 14. That's it, one of my favorite oh chapters God. in the whole Bible. And you know, of, the whole, of all this chapter of St. John 14, I think there's only two of them where there's not God, three, three verses where there's not 
God's Jesus talking. Verse five, Jesus is not talking. Verse eight, Jesus is not talking. And verse 22, Jesus is not talking. But look what he says in St. John 14, verse one. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Now, let me stop right there for a minute. That I have had more challenges than you can shake a stick at. Because what people don't understand, they attack. Now, people say, you always seem to be so full of joy. Well, you don't have any trouble? Yeah, but I don't let it trouble me. That's the difference. That's the difference. He just said, but, it, but hey, this is you doing something. <laughs> yes, this is all right God, here. don't let my heart be troubled. That ain't no, what he said. No, he didn't say that. Now, I can, I can begin to say, sir, uh, you said for me not to let my heart be troubled. Would you teach me that? Would you show me how to do that? But I can't pray, God, would you do that for me? I can't do that. He said for me not to let my heart. Yeah, he said, let, so I'm not troubled. Ladies and gentlemen, I live in the state of Louisiana. And you know, if you're on television a lot, you live in a glass house. And that's okay. I don't mind people seeing me. And they want to know, they're not interested in how many people I feed, how many children no. I have. <laughs> We're interested in that. They're interested in two things. Number one, how much money you make. And number two, why you got a plane. Or number three, how big is your house? Yeah. They're not in, I can sit there and show you things that I've done. They're more interested in that. What they don't understand is when you don't let your heart be troubled, you have time to dream. Yep. Oh, glory yeah. to God. Yeah. You start yeah. to dream and you gain the dreams of God. He told me something one time, blew my socks off. He said, Jesse, make me wealthy. I thought to myself, now this is my natural mind. I'm trying to intellectualize this statement. I said, well, Lord, I think you're doing pretty good. You got pearly gates, <laughs> you know, diamond barrel, jasper, onyx. Why are you Ocean. talking to me about this? And he went, Jesse, I'm not talking about that. He said, I, I don't count my wealth by, the, by diamond barrel, jasper, pearly gates, all this stuff that y'all think prosperity, that's what prosperity is. He says, I count my wealth by the souls I possess. Yes, sir. He said, now make me wealthy. And how many times you've called me up at the Believers Convention? You said, throw the net. Oh, yeah, because that anointing is on you. And you know, when you first told me that, I didn't say this to you. I thought to myself, does he know where he's at? He's in a Believers Convention. They're not going to be a soul stand up. I think the first altar call we ever did when I first briefed you, I think it was 500, almost 600 people. And I thought, they don't know this is a Believers Convention? You'd be surprised how many people are coming to church. And I don't care what the name of the title of the meeting is. When you throw that net, they're there. There's fish to be caught. And that's what makes God's, to me, that's prosperity at its best. All this other stuff, a watch order, which is nice to misunderstand me. That's not the issue. I realized what God was saying. You never stagnate because cruise control is the enemy of increase, spiritually, physically, financially. Oh, if you're giving the same amount of money that you... Today at your church that you gave 20 years ago, you stagnated. Now, yeah. don't get mad at me. You are stagnated. You know, it's, just, it's become a habit. It's become a habit. It's become an obligation. It hadn't become a gift. It hadn't, hadn't become a sowing. Hadn't even been any of that whatsoever at all. It's just, well, this is what we do. And is it bringing any souls into the kingdom? Yeah, that's the whole, yeah. This is serious business. Because of what you just said, I really do like that, Jesse. You know, that, that's God's wealth. That's God's wealth, souls, and, people. And that's the only part of it. Now, here again, don't, don't, uh, don't misunderstand. I'm, I'm going to tell you what I'm saying here. That's the only part of that that he doesn't have any control over. That's right. What? No, he no, didn't That's have any right. You, you, that. That's correct. It, he, God's not preaching the gospel. 
No, <laughs> angels are not allowed to preach it until That's after the statement. church is caught in uh, out of the earth. Yeah. Now, it's men. You remember the Holy Spirit spoke to Peter and said, go down to Cornelius's house. Well, now, why didn't an angel go down there? An angel had already been there yes. and said, call for this man who will come tell you the ways of this, this life and salvation and so forth. Yes, so, see, God is directing, but men don't always obey God. Are you kidding me? No. We've been taught to suffer. We haven't been taught to obey. He said it's better to obey than to sacrifice. Church knows something about sacrifice. We know how to suffer. Come on, let the Jesus beat us and let the devil beat us. We haven't learned how to obey. And that's a pretty simple word. Just obey it. It's like a child. Children never complicate faith. You know, they don't. They just have total faith in you. You tell them to do something, okay. You said something. And let me tell you something about faith. When you see children, you don't see age. I heard you say something one time to your own children. Now, this is Brother Copeland's children, his grandchildren, uh, his son-in-law. They come to the house. I happened to be there one day. You said, come on in, kids. George is, what, 60 years old? <laughs> but in your mind, that's your children. Ladies and gentlemen, you are not God's adult. You are Never God's will child. Be. I don't care how. how you, <laughs> come on now. Yes, but I'm a spiritual adult. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> in the eyes of God. No, no. God's no, child. you, yeah, oh, yeah. My daughter comes in and she has, I have a granddaughter, but I, I see my daughter as my child. Now, she's a full grown woman. Don't misunderstand me. Well, let me tell you something. I never wanted her growth to be stunted. What God was telling me on that plane, that cruise control, the enemy of increase will stunt your growth, will shut you down spiritually, physically, and financially, and will destroy everything you've done in the past that was good. People won't remember that because the past never sees the future. That's right. You see? And you, the Lord told me, he said, you know why I don't want you thinking about the past? It's too heavy to be brought in the future. It makes you think about what happened uh, or what happened instead of thinking about what will happen. And I want to tell Faith you something. Faith calls things to be not as though they were. Yes, sir. It's always in the now. It's always ahead of you. And that's why I, and we'll, we'll start up tomorrow talking about that faith ecstasy. Now, this ain't just excitement here. I mean, do you, <laughs> it's hard to say these things in English. And I'd blow some of y'all away. If, I could, if some of y'all could interpret the Holy Ghost right now, I could put this whole two weeks of <laughs> in, in one sentence. Yeah, but sentence. you're bigger on the inside than you're <laughs> yeah. on the Yes, sir. And we're out of time. We're out of time. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. We'll be back in just a moment. We hope you enjoyed this teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org slash notes.